Welcome to the Here's What I Do podcast with Brock and Ryan. Listen as our husbands give tips, tricks, and advice on all kinds of subjects. And here they go. Okay, welcome back to the Here's What I Would Do podcast with Brock and Ryan. Today's going to be a part two, so to speak, from our previous podcast. Our last one we talked about backing up photos, the safest way to do that so you don't lose your life, so to speak, on your device. Today we're going to talk about cleaning off that device so you can continue to take thousands of pictures. Right. Yeah, this obviously, the more photos you take, the more it leads into this where you wind up with an iPhone or an Android that is full. We're getting that warning. We've all seen it. doesn't matter what size phone you buy. At some point, you're going to fill the thing up. Exactly. Now, here's where the Androids have a leg up on the iPhone. You can pop a little micro SD card in that baby and have, dear God, terabytes worth of storage for yep. relatively cheap. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a great feature. I would love to have it on an iPhone. I wish. Uh, unfortunately, it's not one they offer. They just would rather you buy a new iPhone. And frankly, I'd rather buy a new iPhone too. So I guess I've kind of uh, drink the Kool-Aid on that one. <laughs> it would be really nice to be able to keep my phone internal storage nice and clean and just dump everything yep. onto a yep. SD card, which I think that's that's where Android has the iPhone be. Yeah, absolutely. But that's all we'll say about that. <laughs> so if you have an Android phone, you got it made in the shade, just put everything on a micro SD card and go on. Now, for us iPhone users, it becomes a little bit tricky. Now, your your wife, Jen, and my wife, Stacy, both love to fill up their phones. Yes. Yes. And it happens... Constantly. I would say at least two or three times a year. Yep. Biannually. Yep. <laughs> get that springtime warning and get the oh, fall warning. Post-Christmas? Absolutely. Yep. Post-summer? Every time. Yes. And you can tell why those two big times of the year are areas where it's filled up, you know? She is the primary photographer. In fact, I hear the complaint all the time. I'm never in any of the pictures like, because she's always the one taking them. Stacy's the same way. Yeah. She's like, I can't find any pictures of me and the kids. Like, well, you're the ones always taking the pictures. Right. right. So. I like yeah. to live in the moment. Yeah. You know, I don't want to stop and have to pose everyone and try to take a picture. Baby, I try to take pictures of you all the time. <laughs> yeah, I try too, but yeah. she doesn't always like those kind. <laughs> stop it, stop it. <laughs> okay, so if you're on an iPhone. And you want to know, you're curious as to know what your setting or how much storage you've got. Go to settings, tap on general, and then tap on iPhone storage. That will tell you. Now, Apple's made it a little bit easier because now they have a color-coded bar, which will show you so many gigs are taken up with pictures, so many gigs are taken up with documents, so many gigs are taken up with apps. I think this is a good time to, to pause, though, and differentiate between iCloud storage and phone storage. Yes. I know in our last one we talked about iCloud storage and a lot of times the alerts for which one is full look very similar, but they are two very different things. One is the amount that you are storing on your account in iCloud on Apple servers, probably here in Florida, they're storing to the one in North Carolina. Um, and the other, the iPhone storage is the phone, the storage is physically in the device that you're holding. Exactly. We're talking about right now the physical storage that's in your phone. What will give you the warning you're unable to take a picture because there's no space to store it. So we're not talking about cloud storage in this podcast. So if you go to settings, general, and iPhone storage, at the top you'll see it says your iPhone. It'll show you how how many gigs your phone is, how much you're using, and then it'll give you a breakdown. Photos, your music, your messages, every app. Everything, you can see exactly how much that is taking up. Now, if you want to quickly 
clear up some space. They make it a little easier. It says that they'll give you a recommendation. Hey, if you want to review these large attachments, you can save up to 5 gigs, 10 gigs, whatever it is. And it's probably more than likely pictures that you have texted somebody. Yes. By and large, I know from my experience with Stacy's phone, her text messages, honest to God, last time I looked at her phone when she was complaining about storage space, she had over 30 gigs worth of text Ooh. messages, <laughs> which is, that's, I would, thousands, that's yeah. hundreds of thousands of messages. So that's probably the lion's share yep. of where people's storage problems are going to have. Yep. The only other place I can think of where you would have issues is music. But everybody should be streaming music now. Yeah, I'm not sure why anyone would be storing music on their phone. Not anymore. using your phone as an iPod. Right. If you're See, doing maybe that. Maybe if you're traveling in places where cell service is bad. I mean, there's occasionally. No, not even now. When we travel, we can stream the whole way. I don't know where you would need to download something. The only time I can think where I know I've downloaded music is I've got some music on my Apple Watch for when I go running. Okay. If I don't take my phone with me. But you have the cellular Apple Watch. Though. I do. So why don't you just stream from that? Because it's not always... It's a, The music plays a lot quicker and is, there's less lag, less, less, less buffering. Okay. Yes. Okay. I can skip through songs. Like, oh, I don't like this song. I want to change okay. this song. Okay. So I can just skip through it real quickly. Plus, having the cellular on, if I'm running a long distance, kills the battery really quickly. Okay. So that's why I only... And it's not like a ton of songs. It's like 100 songs. So, if you're looking at your iPhone and you want to delete some storage, I strongly suggest reviewing the large attachments to delete whatever relatively quickly. Now, you can go into a deeper dive and delete individual files from individual text message threads, and we can get into that later. You can also offload your unused apps. Like, I know I have a lot of apps that I don't necessarily use regularly, which offloads. Just, for instance, this morning I wanted to look at the Orbitz app to see what a hotel rate was. It was in the cloud because it had been offloaded. I downloaded it. took about six seconds with my wonderful Xfinity Wi-Fi. And, boom, I was back in business. you got your music, which you should be streaming, hopefully. Lord willing. Now your photos and videos. Here's where people begin to freak because they don't trust the backups. Folks, you have to trust your backup. Well, you do, and you're a prime example, right? You don't trust one backup. You have three different yes. backups that you can you can pull from. I don't just trust one. I don't trust two. I trust three and some of a fourth if you count my hard drives. <laughs> I don't like to just leave it all in one person's hands. Right. Like somebody that lost their pictures with Facebook can tell you. Right. Don't, don't just rely on one. Because remember when we were using... There was a cloud service where you could get like free terabytes worth of space. Yes. yes. I think it was through Seagate you, you or had somebody. You to pay all up front, but then you could have you know, right. 10 terabytes for life. And then they know, went out of business yeah, like that, a year later. That meant nothing. Yes. Yeah, so don't, don't do that. Stick with the big ones, the yep. big guns. Amazon's not going anywhere. Google's not going anywhere. Apple's not going anywhere. And or buy you a hard drive and do it yourself. So you can delete all of that. Now... There is a thing in your iPhone which, to this day, baffles everybody's mind. And that's the other category. The other category can include a litany of things. It's internet caches, browser caches, some text messages, login info, 
I looked at Stacy's phone one time. The other category alone was taking up over 20 gigs. Yep. It, it was massive. Apple has not given a clear answer on what that is either. No. To this day, in 2021, there is no clear indication of what exactly is in other. And it drives me nuts. If I knew what was in other, then I could get rid of it. But since nobody knows, you're left to guess, oh, well, this may be in other. And you Google what's the other category. And there's 5,000 articles. There's people commenting on message boards. How do I delete other? Others taking up all the space. The quick, fast, and easy way to get rid of other is to completely erase your phone. Unfortunately, that's... Occasionally, I've gotten lucky and deleted the right thing and other shrunk. I've never been able to replicate it. Deleting, wiping out your phone, starting over, easiest way to do it. You mentioned in one of your other podcasts that the incremental update, so iOS 14 comes out, all the 14 point whatever, continue doing your updates. Every time they come out with a brand new number, you know, iOS 15. Erase it. Wipe it out, do a fresh install, restore from a backup if you want to do that, or if you want to start as a new device and just pull in your synced information. It's a great time to purge out some apps you don't use all the time. Um, but that's the easiest way to keep that other category at bay. Yeah, it's and this is what frustrated me last time. When Stacy had the 20 gigs of other, I went in and deleted I don't know, untold amount of pictures out of her phone and text messages. The other got bigger. <laughs> it's like it was waiting to free up space right. so it could expand. Right. I'm like, the only way out of this is to erase it. Yep. And I did. I, yep. I, had to, I had to talk her into it because she was I like, know. I don't want to lose anything. Yep. So I had to make sure to put everything back in its place, yep. her wallpaper, her lock screen pictures, everything, all of it. All of it. Yeah. But that was the only way to get rid of it. And unfortunately, that's... And even through all of our backup conversation, the one thing we didn't really mention is you can still do, at least for this iPhone because it has a port on it. We don't know what the next one will have. The old-fashioned, plug it in, open iTunes, and do a backup. And you can keep a, a file of your entire iPhone right there on your computer. You can restore from that. You can do whatever you need to do uh, if you're that nervous about it and don't trust the cloud. Yeah, if, if you've got... A, if you're fortunate enough to have any kind of a Mac, even if it's an old one, you can still plug it in and back up uh, your you phone. You can do it on a Windows machine. You just well, have to out, download uh, iTunes for Windows. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's still in iTunes I, or whatever they call Chromebook, it now. I don't think Chromebook has an option there for you. but uh, yeah. I, I know people don't usually do that anymore. Like when iPhones first came out, that was the only way to back it right. up. Plug it in and back it up. Yep, yep. Now, I will do that every so often just, just to have another backup. But... Right now, I'm like I'm looking at my iPhone storage now. My apps, I think, are taking up the bulk of the space. Yeah. I'm using 43 gigs of my 64 gigs. What about you? I am using 35.6 of my 128. I thought I had the 256, but apparently I have the 128. So, I mean, and I take a ton of pictures and videos. I shoot more videos, I think, with my phone than anything. Of that, I have 6.62 uh, gigs worth of large attachments and another 1.2 in my messages. Yeah, so there's there's obviously there are things that I can go through and clean out. Now, there's some ways that you can do this automatically too. That I wanted to point out. Uh, if you back back out of the general and you go to your settings um, main landing page, you can go down to the messages setting in there. Scroll all the way down. It says keep messages. Right. If you set that to 30 days, you'll start losing those messages that are older. And you can do a year too if you want to save it for a year. You can do that. It'll start dropping those messages that are older than a year, including some of those large attachments. So 
uh, right now, that's what I have Jen sit on because of the same process. You know, she will a lot of times share a video, a photo, something of that nature. Uh, it typically happens with people that aren't iPhone users. Otherwise, she would be sharing like an iCloud link. Uh, but other than that, she can do, we keep her on anything older than a year, delete it. And that helps really keep that attachment size down. Now, it doesn't always happen, but right. it does. The other thing that you can do is the same thing, settings, app store. You can tell it to automatically offload unused apps. So right. based on your usage and how often you're accessing them, it'll start just kind of taking them, putting them back on the cloud. And it doesn't take up any of your iCloud storage or anything like that. It just keeps them on the iTunes app server. And then when you need it, it'll do a re-download, pull it in, keeps all your settings, keeps your logged in, the whole nine. Uh, it's a pretty helpful feature. Right. Yeah. Now, see, with Stacy, she, for some reason, loves to keep every text message. So her keep text messages is set to forever. That's why she had 30 gigs worth of text right. messages. Right. So, and that might be what a lot of people want to do. That's I, yeah, fine. I understand I know that. people like, oh, I'm going to text you my phone number or uh, the, you know, right. whatever. So, But let's say you want to go into a text thread. Like you don't want to delete the whole message. So at the top, you'll see the contact name. You just tap on the name and you'll get an audio, a FaceTime, or a little I for info. If you tap info, you'll now see all the attachments that have been sent to that particular number. If you click see all, now you can choose and delete however many you want. You can delete them all. You can delete yeah. some. Yeah. You can keep the important ones. I find that to be a little bit of an easier interface than doing the settings general iPhone storage because I don't really know where that attachment's coming from. I think I remember who sent me this. I don't remember if I saved it or not. You know, things of that nature. So even some of that stuff I might save into my photo library and then delete it out of that conversation. You know, most of the time you have three or four big offenders that you text with. They're right, constantly right. sending you memes or, or, you know, pictures of your kids or, you know, whatever, uh, whatever it happens to be. If you have that sort of a thing, setting up a shared album might be a good idea. If you have somebody sending you a lot of pictures and videos often, uh, just something that can help you save some stuff there. True. And what I tried to, and this is something else I tell people, GIFs take up a decent amount of space, too, because they're just little tiny video clips. Right. Now, they're not like an HD video clip, but they take up, especially if you're sending a bunch, Yeah. which I've got some group texts where it seems like it's nothing but GIFs and memes. Right. Okay. So that adds up. It, 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 it all adds up. Some of it, I'm sure, goes to other. Some of it doesn't. Again, we've... We've talked about how nobody really knows what other is, and I dare say that people that work at Apple don't know what other right. is. They just wrote the code like, oh, we don't know what that is. Well, let's stick it in something called other. So that's that's where it can get frustrating. Like, I don't know how to get rid of it, but if your other file is extremely large, you're kind of between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, yeah wipe it out and start over. That's wipe it out and start over. Right now. There. You can clean your browser cache on your iPhone in Safari. You can go down to Safari and clean that out. That will help some. If you, you can use a different browser on uh, iPhone as well. I think you yep. use Chrome now. I think even Firefox has an app. So make sure you're, whatever app you're using to browse your internet, you're clearing out the cache. Exactly. And not to mention, too, other other apps like, uh, say, like Pinterest, right? A lot of them are just links to other websites, a recipe or a craft project or whatever. Cash builds up inside of those apps as well. So you'll see that in the storage, you know, why is this app taking up so much room? Well, it's because a lot of it is browser data that you've pulled in from that app. Facebook is a big offender. Yes. Facebook will, you can do a fresh install of a Facebook app and it'll be like 500 megabytes. Yep. You leave Facebook installed for a year, it's up to like six gigs. Right. So it's, 
they're doing something on the back end yeah. which you don't know about. So you need to keep an eye on that. Same way, I'm sure Snapchat and some of these other ones are taking up a tremendous amount of space because yep. you're just sending pictures and videos nonstop. Yep. Another big one that you see a lot is uh, whatever audiobook app you're using. I love audiobooks when I'm driving around the car. A lot of times I'll finish the book and forget to take it off my phone. So I'll have gigs of audiobooks stored up on my phone of ones I've already listened to completely. I'm not going to go back and start listening to it right away. I can re-download it later if I need to. I use Audible. Um, it makes it super easy to pull in a new book, and you can start listening before it's fully downloaded, the whole nine. So there's no need to keep all that on your phone. The podcast app will do the same thing. Yes. Like I was accidentally downloading podcasts when I thought I was streaming them, yep. and then I was like, how do I have 14 gigs worth of right. audio? If you subscribe to that content provider, it'll start automatically downloading them for you, which is actually a great feature if you love a particular uh, content provider. You'll get somewhere, you'll be going, like you said, with your watch. You don't have to worry about it buffering. You know, I can be in the gym, boom, it plays automatically. It's not an issue with having to wait for it to download before I can start listening to it. Yeah, it's great if you're at a place where you don't have a good phone signal. Correct. Like, I know there's some places, around, like I have T-Mobile. Yeah. I love T-Mobile, but there are some places where I have dead spots yeah. or you're in like one of these concrete hurricane-proof buildings, yeah. which is like cell phone-proof well, work. Cell phone so, proof building, so. Yeah, my fire station is the city's uh, emergency operations center, so it's a Category 5 building, solid concrete you know, the whole line. We don't have no cell service in there at all. And even if we did, it, it would be piped in through the city. So we want to be careful about what, you know, we're using for personal time anyway. Right, so, right. you know, that sort of stuff, I, I don't, I don't, I like to have it pre-downloaded if I'm going to listen to it, you know, whatever, if I'm going to watch a video or do whatever on my downtime. Um, I, I like, like to have that it. option. I like to have the option if I want to download it and listen to it later or, or stream it. I mean, if I'm in the car, sure, no problem. Right. But I know if we're going on a long road trip yes. and I'm the one doing the driving, yep. then I'd rather just download a whole bunch at the beginning of the trip and just let it go. That way I'm not distracted trying to switch something on my phone. Or Because if everybody's asleep, I don't be hollering at Siri. Yeah. Siri, switch <laughs> to the next podcast. So it's yeah. easier just to download it and let it go. Yeah, and when we're driving, because we go to North Carolina, a lot of you guys go up to, you know, to Virginia or South Carolina mm -hmm. now, I think it's kind of your main, your main point. There's a lot of spots in there where yeah. if you're, you're on the main highway, not a problem. When you start getting into the mountain areas, you, you run a cell service, and if it hasn't buffered that far, you'll be listening, all of a sudden it just cuts out, and you're like, oh, and you're waiting, you look, like, no service, no service, you know. You, know, you drive another two miles, you have service, and it does it, but it's just a mild inconvenience. You know, first Same time. way if you open up maps. If you if you right. have already got the map preloaded and you got yeah. your navigation going, it's still going to go if you don't have signal. Right. But if you don't have signal to start, yeah. you're left looking for the big tree right. on the side yeah, to that problem. turn right at. So what I would do when my wife gives me her phone and says it's full <laughs> is first thing, Check out where your iPhone storage is at and see what's taking up the most space because that's by and large going to be your big offender. Yep. Most likely it's photos and videos and text messages. Yep. If that's not it, then it's other. Yep. And if you're stuck with a huge other file, really your only recourse, I would back it up first and then just do a full, cell, full scale erase your device and then just set it up as a new device. Yeah. Because uh, if you back up, you're just backing, putting the other back on there. Yeah. Now, I've had it where you, you restore from backup and the other doesn't come, but I've also had it where I've I never do been a fresh that one, boom, and then other comes right back. You're like, what the heck? You have to start the whole process over, set up as a new device. You just waste it now. It's kind of like getting a new phone, so it feels fun. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, and you get the whole welcome screen. Oh, welcome. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. All the different languages and stuff. Yes. So Now, I don't know if Android users are plagued with the same sort of thing. I would assume that there's all these devices have something 
it obviously has something to do with the phone needing to operate and whatever the operating system is trying to cache things or doing whatever uh, that builds up. They're, they're kind of built in similar frameworks, so I would assume they're dealing with the same issue. Uh, but again, like you said, Android users have the benefit of, oh, I ran out of storage. Let me go get another flashcard. Throw it in there. Pop it in there and go. Now, I'm sure Android users are used to their phones either resetting themselves or <laughs> erasing themselves. Everything out yeah. Oh, my God, everything's gone. Well, they don't really know how to use most of the features that are in there anyways because they're so convoluted. So, If you listen to this podcast and you haven't picked up on it yet, me and Ryan are huge <laughs> fans of Apple. Now, Apple's not perfect right. by any stretch of the imagination. Like with this whole other category and their piddly little five gigs of space yeah. and yeah. the fact that they took away all the USB ports off the MacBook Pro. Oh, and don't get me started. They've, they've There's made plenty their, of room for, for yes, criticism. They, they've made their fair share of mistakes. Yeah. But in the world of technology, you got Apple and Tesla and then you got everybody else. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and there's definitely benefits to Android. Uh, like I said, I, I actually love some of the hardware that's produced by Samsung and some of these other manufacturers compared to uh, the iPhone. I think they're superior in some of the hardware realm. Uh, but the software that runs on these third-party phones is so bloated, so convoluted. It's not nearly as user-friendly as the iPhone to be able to jump in and the simplicity. And I know people criticize it, but the walled garden just makes everything... Uh, run a lot smoother and so I've seen Android run on a Pixel it runs 10 times better than anything that runs on a third party phone so obviously it's able to do that um, Google has has you know cornered that market I wish they produced a little bit better hardware um, they should partner with, with Samsung and try to figure out how to get rid of the bloatware that Samsung puts on it I liken it to Apple is the Disney world of devices once you cross that gate into the Magic Kingdom Everything's nice and neat yes. and pretty yeah. and beautiful. Trash gets pulled out from yes. below the street. Things yeah. just work. People are nice yeah. and polite. And with Android, I feel like you're at the county fair. You don't know what's going to happen over here. This may be cool, but then there's a fire over here and there's a wild animal running over yeah. here. And, you know, somebody getting beat yeah. up in the parking lot. You have lot. fun at the end of the day. It's going to be a hoot. But, yeah. You don't know how you're going to come out of it unscathed. Yeah. So, I mean. No, that's, a, that's great. It, it, it's a good way to put it. So, that's what we would do. And if you got any questions... Hit us up on our email. Our email address is what I would do podcast at gmail.com. What I would do podcast at gmail.com. If there's something you want us to talk about or if you just want to hear us ramble about a particular subject, we'll be more than happy to cover it. Hit us up at what I would do podcast at gmail.com. For Brock, I'm Ryan. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Here's What I Do podcast. If you'd like to comment or request a topic, simply send an email to whatiwouldopodcast at gmail.com.